We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Okay, welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I feel like I need to also introduce myself by my human design, right? Because we're going to talk all things human design today. So I am a splenic projector with a three, five, five, which if you're listening and you're like, what are you talking about, Brittany? You're about to find (laughs) out. I have Kayla O'Connor on the show with me today. And I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. I know we had to reschedule a couple of times because of, um, schedule conflicts and just the fact that it's happening right now. I'm just can't wait to dive in. So Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So I, you know, as I was learning about you and diving into your story, I think it's just so relatable about, you know, growing up as a competitive dancer and performer and just like Mm -hmm. never realize, like thinking like, as you're going up, 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 up that like, um, anxiety attacks, panics, attack, burnout was like even a possibility until mm-hmm. it happened. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about like your backstory about like where you were and what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. I love talking to projectors about this because, um, we have to be seen in order to be invited. And a lot of the times our biggest fear and shadow is being seen because we're so beautiful. And oftentimes our aura is our biggest fear. Like we, we kind of shy away from it. And so I was a competitive dancer at age two. And so innocently I was just being myself, you know, I was allowing myself to be seen and just childlike. And then when conditioning gets, you know, sets in and all of a sudden I understand like, Oh, judgment is a thing. I remember cutting my hair super short at age six or seven. And like my friend being like, well, I don't like it. And that's my first memory of being told I wasn't pretty. And that's when judgment starts setting in. Mm. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not pretty. And then you kind of slowly start going into your cocoon mm-hmm. and not wanting to be seen. And then that kind of starts adding and layering and adding and layering. And then you know, going into high school and then um, going into college and kind of popping all over the place, being a splenic projector, that adds a whole other layer. And I was doing that in alignment. Splenic is very instinctual. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I went to three different colleges in two years because when something didn't work, I was like, okay, off to the next, mm-hmm. off to the next. But I was always called impulsive. Mm. Everyone told me, give it the 24 hour rule, but I, I always led with my body. I never led with my mind. And people Mm. thought I was like very impulsive and crazy and kind of all over the place. But looking back, I was like, I was really doing it right. I was really doing it right. But then I, that led me to a PR career, which I love, but going into the PR corporate world that led into burnout 
-hmm. And then figuring out that I was gay and going into the lesbian world, I didn't play a sport in college. So I kind of was this oddball out in the lesbian community. And that really left me feeling unseen. Mm -hmm. I was very femme. I did not look like a lesbian on the outside. And so I was very unseen, you know? And so there's so many different layers of what it feels like to be seen. I did not have the invites of going on dates. And so there's there's just so many interesting identities that are layered with being a projector um, that when I then at age 29, um, you know, living in Los Angeles, being three months in a PR, my last PR corporate um, job that I was just chronically burnt out. I remember telling my mom, I'd rather be homeless on a street than going to this job one more time. I found human design in a podcast. I had since then drained my 401k. So I had some savings and found human design, figured out I was a projector. And I just felt so so seen by the universe, just like all parts of me seen and validated. And I up and quit that job and just things kind of fell into place. And that was just kind of the start of experimenting with it. Mm, Oh my gosh. There's so many things. I mean, of course, when you get two projectors together, it's like, we just mirror back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth because the not being afraid of being seen, like that was just my story, my whole entire life. And what was like the turning point in my life was becoming a spin instructor. Mm-hmm. And that I, I just remember so many times wanting to like quit because it was so scary to mm-hmm. be in front of people, like on top of like already just it's scary to be in front of people, but that like layer of being a projector, which I knew nothing about obviously at the time. Uh, but then yeah, falling into this work and just like dabbling and trying and like understanding it a little bit more and more, it really does. You're like, whoa, it just makes so, so much sense. So yeah. um I'm like if someone's listening, and I've had I've had a couple other people on the show, but I want to speak to the person that has never heard of human design or they have heard of it, but they're not exactly sure what we're talking about when we say like splenic projector. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means? Yeah. So human design is really your, your energetic blueprint. When you're thinking of human design, it is, it's, it's really your blueprint of how you are meant to use your energy in regards to, um, really use your energy, interact with other energies, contribute your energy, magnetize things to you and, it, it, to me, it's such a tangible way to uh, articulate how to go about your daily activities mm-hmm. and in, in a way that you feel your best. Yeah. And also, uh, and also articulate how, um, things are meant to come to you and how you're meant to make decisions in the most aligned ways. Mm -hmm. And so there are things in your chart, like authority translates to how you make decisions. So splenic is one of the uh, authorities. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead. So let me back up a little bit. A projector is one of five energy types. So that's at the most base level. It starts with energy types. So if you think of like astrology, there are 12 astrology signs. So in human design, there are five energy types. There are generators, manifesting generators, generators and manifesting generators. They generate energy. They're the two energy types. They create energy. They're the only two types that actually create they, they create new energy. They generate new energy within themselves. They're like a cell phone plugged into a charger, like a charger plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. And then there are projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Um, we are non-energy types. So we are like a cell phone running on a battery, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a dear friend of mine told me um, that analogy, and I will never forget it. Shout out to Katrina. I think I give this like analogy in every single podcast interview. And it's like the thing that like clicks in people's brains of like, okay, I get it. So shout out to Katrina. Um, And then from there, so that's the energy type that literally gives people a reference to, do I generate energy within myself or am I one that um, has like a sense of energy within me? And then once it's gone, it's gone. And then authority is how we make decisions. Authority tells us where in our body is our decision maker. Mm. So if we're a splenic authority, our spleen is our decision maker. Mm. So there are seven um, authorities and only one of them is uses the brain. Mm. So it's, um, it's going to be self-projected and those are mental projectors and it's a combination of using your throat and mind to self-project your kind of speak or self like soundboarding you're speaking and thinking through it, but it's really, um, it's splenic or you're using your sacral or you're using your emotional center. It's like most authorities like, or decision makers are in your body. So your body is really the decision maker. Mm-hmm. So human design is really teaching us that our inner compass, our decision maker is not in the logical brain. It's body led. So mm-hmm. human design is showing us where in the body is our decision maker. Mm-hmm. So it's teaching us not to look outside of ourselves and to look inward and where in the body is our, is the signal of yes or no. Right. Oh my gosh, totally. Because it's like that internal guidance system, right? Yep. That is like, that's the key right there. And what's so fascinating in the work that I do is we're so disconnected from our emotional body. Yeah. are like not used to feeling our emotions or paying attention to how we feel. And so we end up taking actions that are misaligned because of that. Yep. So when you say splenic projector, I you know, as a listener, you are your authority, your decision maker is the spleen and you are a projector, a non-energy type. Now, if a listener is a sacral generator, their authority is the sacral and their energy type is a generator and they do actually generate energy within themselves. Mm. It makes so much sense because I, like I, 
my energy. Like I used, when I was teaching spin, I would start really early. And by the end of the day, like that battery, like would just be completely empty, (laughs) completely empty, which was what led me to feeling completely burnt out in my, my job that I love so much because I was constantly trying to generate energy literally for these classes, but also for my team. But there was not, I was running on fumes. It was just like, it was like, I'd plug the phone in, but I'd have to pull it out real fast. So it wouldn't get a a good enough charge and it would be empty again. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you did. I cannot believe you taught spin. How many classes did you do? Oh, well here, this is, so I would teach when I was like at my height of, of teaching seven classes a week. Um, and I would teach 6 PM and then turn around and do it again, 6 AM. I, I have stories back in the day of weeks like that as well. Yeah. And this was going on for a long time. And to a point where I was like, and, and then there's like this whole other element of the not feeling seen or valued. And so that was like a whole other element, which actually led me to coaching, which like, because I figured out my self-worth, I figured out my value was inherent not through what I was doing. And it's led me into that path of coaching. So it all happened as it should, but you know, it is so fascinating to think about Um, what I was doing for a very long time was going against my human design. And what I think what else was so fascinating about it was when I first figured out my human design, I was like, that's wrong because I generate energy. Like I literally was like arguing (laughs) with it because I told myself that I am like an, like I create energy, but what was happening was I was getting the energy from the generators in my class. That's what was totally, totally. And what's interesting is a lot of the times um, it's funny, my wife's a projector, which is really balancing for me, but projectors that are, um, living or, you know, living with energy partners, um, they need to be really aware of the amount of energy that they're absorbing because we will oftentimes, um, overcompensate and think that we, they will actually leave us at a negative once they leave our aura, we will think we're operating, um, at, you know, let's say we're at a five mm-hmm. and they're like going, 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 but the time that they leave, we're actually at a negative eight. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that big time, especially with coaching. I, I didn't understand that. And I was getting, I was getting energy clearing one time and she was talking and whatever she was saying, I was like, that's not mine. Like she was telling a story about something that I was like, I actually had that conversation with a client earlier today. Mm. And so, because I feel like I am like so open and I absorb so much energy, it is often like confusing mm-hmm. about like what's mine and what's not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're very open in the bottom. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I love, I love working with projectors. I mean, it's beautiful working with all, a projector as a coach is is a very, very, very potent leader and guide and mentor. Cause we just, we see, and I want to look at I was just talking about this with a client. I was like, I have always felt like I had this gift and I saw potential. I see things before other people see it. And I never understood what, like, I always felt that way about myself. And I would see a student in, let's say in spin class. And I'd be like, you need to be a spin instructor. And then I would train them. And they would become an amazing spin instructor. And I was like, I saw that. Yeah. You also have a channel from 
directly from the spleen to the throat. I did not have time to actually look up the channel that it makes up, but that's a pretty potent, like having a, a channel directly from the spleen to the throat. So the spleen is the spleen is the oldest center in the body. And I'm really like this year um, was a year of boundaries with family. Mm -hmm. I got married and it really, and I paid for the wedding and um, family doesn't like it when you pay for the wedding because they're not able to control things. Right. <laughs> and I made some boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. And it really challenged my relationship with my mother, but it was a beautiful gift because it really allowed me the gift of turning inward and healing a lot of inner child work. Mm -hmm. So clearing a lot of subconscious stuff really tapped me into my spleen. Mm -hmm. Cause once you clear the subconscious, I, I really found my inner worth and self-love more than I ever thought, like I'm getting like full body chills yeah. to where like, I'm listening to the spleen now. Like she's like a separate entity in my body. Yeah. And she's the oldest organ in, in, in our body. And it's animalistic. Mm -hmm. If you think of animals, the spleen is what signals them to safety. They move animalistically. Mm. Like a coach once said, observe animals and how they instinctually move. That's how the spleen is supposed to move. It's a soft whisper. It's like when you walk into a restaurant and you kind of get this like, ooh, the vibes off. I don't want to eat here anymore. And you walk out. That's how the spleen moves. It moves without logic. You cannot get your head out of it. Mm -hmm. You can't put your head in it. Um, but so it's where all your fears and anxieties like is, is stored and, and historically and needed to house all fear. But as society progresses, we don't need as much fear there. So now it's very futuristic, intuitive. And, and so we're able to be more um, intuitive and foreshadowing and futuristic. And it, it has a more positive narrative. And that is the channel that you have of the energy going to the throat and being intuitive. Mm -hmm. And so I do see that that energy going from the spleen up to the throat is, is really serving. Mm -hmm. That is like, it's so it's like for anyone listening, that's how, if you dive into this work, it's so powerful. Cause it, when you are moving in alignment with it, it just feels in your body. So right. And it's fascinating because as you're saying that one of my strengths, I, I redo the strength finder every couple of years. Cause I do find that well, most of my core strengths stay the same. Some of them like interchange. And as I becoming more in alignment with like my purpose and my soul's mission, my strengths have like changed just like a little bit. My, my strength, you know, a couple of years ago when I first started this work was positivity and positivity moved down to six. So like, it's mm. still up there. But what came into number one was futuristic. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's why, you know, being able to explore this modality is so it just it helps you make so much sense of what you who you are and what you're on this earth to do. And then there's all these signals that like you're on the right path and it just kind of moves the resistance away because resistance is fear. And so when it like when you're on the right path, the resistance isn't as as intense because it like literally your energetic body is like 
vibrating in a way that has you moving forward with like clarity. Yeah. The spleen, like it, it literally just paves its own path. Yeah. That's, that's what I've, that's, it's just so wild because that's what I did. I literally was in a place where I hit a ceiling and my head was poking out and I was like, I don't, so I was terrified. I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what I was good at. I had very low self-worth, low self-esteem and I didn't see anything. I was trying to find all these ways out and I couldn't. And so what I did was I paved my own wit. I paved my own path. Thank you, spleen. I didn't even know what I was doing then, but I did. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And it's also like a soft power because it only speaks once. Right. It's a very, very, it's it's a whisper. It's a whisper. And it's so crazy because I've heard that whisper and it's just, and fear is so loud. And that's how I always know that it's not coming from my intuition. It's like coming from something trying to keep me safe, but it's not, I shouldn't listen to it, even though it has a very convincing argument. Um, and I do think that like some, when, when we're moving in this place of alignment, everything just starts to fall into place. So I want to speak to that. Like, how do you operate in alignment with your design? So uh, this is perfect to what I was going to say. So I always, it can feel overwhelming, right? Um, But I think what's an easy place for people to start is we always know what doesn't feel good. And I love having people bring awareness to the not self theme Mm. and the not self theme in human design is is the feeling when something isn't in an alignment. Mm -hmm. And for projectors, it's the feeling of bitter. Mm. For generators and manifesting generators, it's frustration. For manifestors, it's anger. And for reflectors, it's disappointment. And Brittany, in my business, when I am bitter, that is when I have made all, all of my most radical and courageous movement because truthfully the first year and three fourths of my business I I didn't have the 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 quickest awareness to my spleen because I I didn't do the subconscious work the spleen you have to be tapped into your body Mm -hmm. and I had to do the subconscious work to be tapped into my body so I I leaned heavily on the not self theme to you know, because when you don't listen to your authority, then the not self theme kicks in mm-hmm. of like, you're feeling bitter because you're out of alignment. Yes. So when you then have awareness of your not self theme, then you realize you're out of alignment and you honor the fact that you're out of alignment and then you course correct. Yeah. And so I think the falling out of alignment is a part of it. Yeah. Because in order to know you know, it's like the, the contrast of it, right. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, how good it feels to be in alignment. And then you have to fall out of alignment to to really experience that contrast to make you want to get back into alignment. Totally. It's being a human. Yeah. Like, right. It is. And it's working not like, Oh, I have to be in alignment all the time or else something's wrong. It's like, no, that ebb and flow of like being a human and working in that space. So talk a little bit more about the not self. So how does, so the not self is when you're out of alignment, someone that is like brand new, like what, how does that show up in their life? Yeah. So 
I think, so this is a good example. Um, as a projector, we, it's not in alignment for us to be doing all the doing in our business. So running a PR agency, I knew that I, it was the most aligned thing for me to hire a generator, an energy type in my business. So my first hire was actually my best friend, Hannah. She came to me, a beautiful invite um, to, to join the business. And there have been multiple times throughout our working relationship where I um, will just say like, oh, I'll do this task or I'll do this or I'll do that. And it's out of habit or out of fear of dumping too much on her. Mm -hmm. And then I will get so bitter or I'll just do this and I'll get so bitter while I'm doing the thing. And I've had to then go to her and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm extremely bitter doing this. That was a learning opportunity for me. Where can we find support or delegate this? I can't, you know, I no longer can take on the responsibility of managing this client. Where can we find a contractor to hire a contractor to bring this on? So that's like an example mm -hmm. of taking ownership of, you know, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good example. Totally. Um, it, it's just a learning opportunity. It comes in many forms. It comes in many, many forms. Yeah. As long as you're like open and aware and like open to the lesson that comes from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so fascinating that you say that because one of my clients, shout out Aaron. So I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> she came to me when I was going on maternity leave and was like, I want to help you with maternity leave, like just mm -hmm. a beautiful invitation. And I was like, yes. And she is a generator. And she mm -hmm. like, it's, she is the yin to my yang because everything that I am not, or when I'm like feeling overwhelmed or like the, the, the doing she does so effortlessly. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the best thing ever. Uh, and I think that there's something to that with like bringing people on your team that are a different human design and that complement, you know, the, the weaknesses, right. They're like the yin to your yang. Mm -hmm. Generators and projectors are really cool. Um, collaborators, generators love to master things mm. and they, um, they have a, a really, they, um, they're like, they, they have an appreciation for everyday, simple everyday moments. So if you think of a generator is like the, the person walking down the street and recognizing and noticing all, all of the storefronts, they love being in the weeds. They love to memorize the route that you're taking every single day to where we as projectors were literally like flying over the entire city, you know, like we are literally in the clouds. Mm. So generators ground us in every single day. They're like, okay, come back to life. Like come back down here. Like remember to like enjoy, you know, 
and sip your coffee. Like, or, you know, so we cut and then we kind of pull them up here, like dream a little bit, like come yeah. up here. Yeah. Dream like about this is life. possible. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause and they I can't be up here too much and we, we need to be totally. Down and that's honestly, when I think about my partner, like he brings me down, I'm up here and like our part, like our partnership, he's just the best because exactly the most grounded. He's also a generator and he's so grounded. Um, my daughter is a manifesting generator. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Love that. So I'm so, so excited to like have this tool to like, know how to like, you know, not necessarily like raise her, but like to understand her, like to understand like her, how like she is energetically as, you know, she gets older, she's only 10 months right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a manifesting generator. I love that. Oh yeah. We, there's so many, topics. I know. I feel like we could go down so many different rabbit holes, but, um, I think, you know, for, for, to bring it back, cause I'm like, this is an episode. It's not about me, but I'm like selfishly, like, I want to talk, we can make it about all the things. Um, but I, you know, this is just a totally one-off question because reflectors are very rare. Have Mm -hmm. you come across any reflectors? I have not. Yeah. I was on a podcast with a reflector and then I did a master class um, for, um, my astrology, um, astrologer career coach. Um, she had a reflector in her masterclass. So I've, I've come across a couple of reflectors. Yeah. They, they are incredible. They're like rays of, they, they literally remind me of like a disco ball. Oh my God. Amazing. You know, yeah, they, they're incredible. They, they fat, they completely fascinate me. Yeah. So what is that interaction like? So, cause I have not come across a reflector. I want to be considered a disco ball because disco balls, I don't know if you can see in my backdrop, I have like three disco balls right here. So yeah. let's speak to like reflectors, like maybe someone hasn't gone through and like figured out their human design, but what are some like key indicators that you are a reflector? Ooh, I don't, that's a hard question. Mm. I think the biggest thing with a reflector is this struggle. The the biggest thing is, um, okay. I'm trying. I'm I'm really trying to anchor into this question. I uh, the the advice that I always give a reflector that I always come back to is every day to prioritize falling in love with their life, becoming obsessed with their life, prioritizing becoming obsessed with their life and making that their number one priority because the world can be hard and they absorb a lot. And there's a lot of conditioning around needing to be one thing and needing to have an identity and having to have an identity. And there's so much beauty around surprise and delight around waking up and kind of surprise and delight of what do I get to be today? But there's a lot of heavy shit going on. And there's a lot of disappointment that can come around um, not knowing what can come around, you know, energetically. And so awareness, 
I think that would be my biggest thing is if there's any listeners that might think or are curious that they're a reflector to, I just encourage them to look up their human design. And I think it's an incredibly powerful and beautiful thing. I think reflectors are the biggest, biggest gift to this, to this planet. They are here for a reason. They literally reflect back to humanity. They say that every CEO needs to have a reflector sitting right next to them. Every CEO needs to, because they reflect back to the CEO, how their entire company is doing, how they are doing. It's a direct reflection of humanity. Mm. They are a reflection of humanity. Mm. And so they are a gift to the world. Oh, I, I love like, just even the thought of like having that strategic, like person on your team that is a reflector, how that can give a business, a CEO, like such an edge. So I I'm curious of like building a business around Mm -hmm. human design. Like, where would you even start with that? Like, you know, going from like knowing what your human design is, but then also like running and scaling your business. Ooh, it's so interesting that you ask that because I right now it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you kind of my direction of how I'm serving businesses. And then I'll tell you like my, how I serve businesses is exactly this of like, I go in and I work with businesses of like your current team, or if you want to build a team, this is how you work with human design of their energetic gifts of productivity, creative flow, success, magnetism, all the things. But my PR team, I have a manifesting generator, a manifester, a projector, and a generator all doing the exact same PR role, all equally successful, doing it completely different. And it's really fucking cool. Excuse my language. Yeah, or four energy types Yeah, where I was a PR professional and I had 10 years operating as a PR professional. And then I found out I was a projector and I was like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong career thinking I can't pitch editors as a PR professional. I need to wait for the invitation. And then I build a wildly successful PR agency. And I now have four different energy types operating successfully as PR professionals, but doing it uniquely in their own way because they're aligned. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, human design, there's no limitations in what you can do. It's just simply how you do it. Mm -hmm. So you can do anything you want. Your energy type does not limit you. You can do anything you want. It's just how you do it. Mm -hmm. So that to me is, is the key thing, because I think there's a lot of, I want to steer away from you are this type. This is your role. Mm -hmm. This is how the corporate world is structured based off of your energy type. I don't think that is how is, how it's run. Let my business be the example of it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just how you do it. 
I love that so much because uh, specifically with coaching, work with the client, they get to this place and then they want to know how they like want me to have this like mystical answer for them. Like, how do I get there? How do I get there? And I'm always like, don't like, don't worry about the how I can't tell you how to get there because how you get there is going to be different than how I get there. Yeah. You have to figure out the how from within yourself. Cause I do believe, and it's funny cause I, you know, didn't study human design, but I was already believing these things before I started to learn about it. It's like, I believe that you have, you figure out the how from within by taking action, learning from it, applying what you're learning, like maybe not getting the result that you want, but learning from it and then taking action again. And then when you get to where you want to go, you look back and you're like, that's how I did it. And then you mm-hmm. learn to like rinse and repeat it. So I love that it's like, you can do anything you want. It's just the matter of how you do it. That is everything. That yeah. is everything. Cause it's like, there's no road. There's no like here, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's like, no, you, you have to figure out how you're going to do it based off of like what works for you energetically. And it's so funny. I'm kind of like giggling inside. Cause I feel like there's like past podcast interviews, like six months ago, where I might've given more of a structured answer to that question. I'm like, yeah. huh, I've grown up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like right? wisdom a little bit of yeah. like, no, I've like, because I've even built out my team to have four energy types doing the same role, yeah. even just in the last six months. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, I've interned a manifester and I'm a projector and the man of, they always say like, even if you have a manifester child, they're the, they're the leader of the household. Mm -hmm. And I almost had to juggle, like, how do I, how am I the boss of a manifester? Like I had to kind of like juggle with that, but like it, there's, there's no limitations. It's just how you do something energetically in an aligned way, the skill, the role you can do anything. Oh, so good. So let's walk through before we wrap up, like each human design and like what the suggestion would be of like how, like how you do something in alignment. Oh, that's a really loaded question. I know. (laughs) Because there's so many, I like, do we do like some like concrete examples? So I will, how about I do this? I will pull out the key places and charts that I reference the most. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good place to start. I, I look at arrows okay. in, in a chart. So the top, that's one place. So the top left arrow is schedule. So your arrow, we have the same arrows, which is kind of cute. Um, <laughs> your top left arrow is facing left. So that is more active. So you Actually, no, we don't have the same arrows. Do we have the same? We don't have the same arrows. I take that back, but we're still cute. <laughs> it's okay. We're still cute. <laughs> we're still cute. Um, we So you like a more consistent schedule. So you might like to know you're going to work like eight to two every single day. Like you like a more fixed schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was facing right, like me, I like a more flowy schedule, a more intuitive schedule. So that's very... That would be very good for, you know, a team to know, a boss to know. Like I, I very much know in my team, if someone likes a flowy schedule or someone likes a fixed schedule, 
um, the bottom left arrow is environment. This is huge for working from home or if someone's going to come into the office every single day. Mm -hmm. So yours is facing right. You, I'm curious, do you like to bop around, take your laptop and sit in like five different places? Okay. Mine's <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. Mine's facing left. So if I'm working, I'm sitting in this yeah. desk. Um, I have to then, bop around. Yeah. Um, the top right arrow is um, how you kind of take in information and attention span, like focus. Yours is facing right, similar to mine. So um, we probably like, so ours is more passive in the sense of we, um, when we kind of lose our focus, we just have to like take more consistent breaks. We can't like force our focus to where conventional school curriculum was not for us. Nope. And school ooh, was hard, was hard, was hard. I did not fit same. in that box. Same. And they yeah. diagnosed me, put me on medication. Same. Yeah. Same. And also like, wouldn't that be nice to know for bosses just to let us like take a break mm -hmm. or, you know, you, yeah. And then the bottom right arrow is how you manifest. So if the face is left, we're specific. So all the um, specific manifestation mood boards. That's for us. If it faces right, it's non-specific. So all of those individuals who are listening, like my wife, you must lead with the feeling. Mm. So you have to lead with the feeling. So how something makes you feel. So I, it's funny. She, I always remember when she tells me how something makes her feel like there's a place in Spain that she always says is heaven on earth. So I know someday we will probably have an investment property at that place because it's heaven on earth, not because she told me the city, but because it's heaven on earth. It's a feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or like, I'll say, I want to be a millionaire, but she just wants to be comfortable. You have to lead with the feeling, yeah. but we lead with specifics. Yeah. So the four arrows are big. Um, I always look at the bottom center, the bottom chakra. If it's filled in, procrastination is a positive thing. Yours is open. So you like spaciousness with your deadlines. You don't like to feel pressured with deadlines. Whereas I love a deadline. Do not ask me how a project's going on Monday if I know it's not due until Friday because I won't be working on it until two hours before it's <laughs> <the> due. <laughs> Whereas you'll probably like work on it on Monday yeah. and then Tuesday and then Thursday. Yep. And so that kind of sets some expectations for team members and communication oh, and like yeah. progress reports and how you kind of timeline things out. Um, so you kind of get where I'm going with some of these things. They're so, Oh my God. Oh. This is, um, yeah, go ahead. One more thing. One more thing. The sacral. Ooh, this is a big one. Being a non-sacral. Do not say yes on calls because you're absorbing, potentially absorbing other people's desires to work with you. And you're saying yes. And then you're getting off the call and you're probably like, did I actually say yes, because they wanted to work with me? Mm. Do I actually want to work with them? That is, that is so fascinating, even just like with clients, but 
I have, I used to have such a habit. I would say yes to things and then get off and be like, wait a second. And then I look at my calendar, like, no, I can't even do that thing. Like I'm literally blocked. And my girlfriend Priscilla called me out one time. She's like, stop saying yes. And I never non-sacrals never say yes. When you're in someone else's energy. Wow. So that for businesses that should actually just be a standard across the board that employees and team members just never say yes in live calls because you never know who's a sacral and who's a live sacral or a non-sacral. Just always confirm in your own energy via email. Wow. That is, that is like, this is so like, and for anyone that's listening, like this is our first time chatting and she is literally like everything that is a truth about me or that I like identify with is like, she's nailing just by looking at my chart. That's how powerful this, this modality is. So I'm curious, I know we're, we're coming up to time, but like, where does money fall into this whole puzzle? Cause it has to be a part, uh, cause I know that you used human design to help you get out of debt. Mm-hmm. So tell me where like money falls into this magnificent energetic mm-hmm. puzzle. Oh gosh. Um, well, projectors are the only types that when you're in alignment, you're meant for success. So I just think projectors are, we're just meant for success. Truly. I am. I believe we're all, if you desire money, you're meant to have money. If money is a desire, you're meant to have it. Right. So if you desire money, you're meant to have money. I, the flow, the flow of it is, is effortless if you're doing it right. I think there's, there's, there's a reward that has come to me when I stand in my worth. Mm-hmm. Like for an example, I, five months into my business, when I was working for myself, I was by myself. I had five clients. I had five clients. I was making $22,000 a month. One client, one of five clients alone was making me 12,000. So over 50%. Those, those client calls alone were making me bitter, not self-themed. I was like, shit, no, Mm. no. Like I knew that that client wasn't aligned. It's like, but this one client, this is half of my income. I knew I had to fire them. So I fired them because I knew it wasn't aligned. That was a money worthiness move. Mm -hmm. I fired them. The next month I called in beyond yoga and that like totally set me on a whole new next level monthly revenue Uh projection. So I think you scale up you frequency jump when you stand in your worth and you kind of make money moves kind of Mm -hmm. when you're not self-theme shows up and it's like, I don't want to make this move, but my not self-theme is showing up. Does that give you an example? Oh, that's a great example. Okay. That's such a great example because it's like trusting, like the trust, perfect. trusting, trusting the process, trusting your body knows if something's misaligned to, if you don't listen to it, it's going to, it's going to tap you in another way. And usually it's not really a tap. It's in a much 
bigger smack. Um, yeah. Across I was the giving you like a flowy answer. I was like, no, I got to give her like a, a, a very, example. very <laughs> great specific answer. And so cool to like, see that. And I've experienced that in my life too. When I say no mm-hmm. to something or I let something go, something else comes in and it's magnificent and it's you so, create and it space. just feels so right. Yeah. You have to create space. Um, Kayla, this was so fun. I love chatting with you. It's so cool to hear your story like woven in throughout it because you can just see how this work has helped you create amazing success in your life, not just in your career, but in your personal life and your relationships as well. Um, is there anything that you want to, um, add before we wrap up? Where can people like find you? Like, do you have like, (laughs) Instagram's probably the easiest I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, I've changed my handle a couple of times. I changed it back. Sorry, scouts. I will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I changed it back. So I was like, most of my podcast interviews actually have this handle. So this will make their job easier. Um, it's at KMO.HD is the easiest or my personal is Kayla underscore O'Connor. Um, and that will have all the things that you can do to work with me or just connect, just connect and ask me questions. Awesome. So great. So, so great. So as we wrap up, I love like just a final question. And the one that's coming to me is like superpowers. Like, I'm just curious about like, if I was to interview your friends and family, what they would say your superpower is. Ooh, you know, self-love is my medicine. Yeah. And that's, but project like as projectors, like that's the key to everything. I'm learning it and I know it's going to, it's been mine and it's going to be. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for pulling up my chart and like diving into it. I, again, was like, I, I have so many follow-up questions, which we'll take offline, but thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your knowledge. That was so much fun. Agreed. Thank you.